You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. It's going to become the machines versus the machines sooner than later. And I think it's something we have to be prepared for, and we have to be prepared for the fact that we are building the tools that can make the machines work the way we want them to versus trying to train a better security analyst. The 2016 Black Hat Conference is in the books, and we wrap up our coverage with more insights from industry leaders. Stay with us. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with another Black Hat Special Edition. Throughout the course of the show, we were on the floor gathering insights from industry leaders on what trends they're seeing and where they think the industry is headed. Stephen Grossman is Vice President for Program Management at Bay Dynamics, a cyber risk analytics company. Being able to really bring, bring the full picture of data together I think is key from an analytics point of view and then being able to apply machine learning and other models on top of that is key. And so, you know, as the, as the uh, industry evolves, I think you'll see uh, more and more maturity, uh, but I think you're starting to see a, a lot more around, around, um, around analytics and then associated with that orchestration to be able to automate some of the uh, more, I'll call it mundane and, and uh, straight ahead kind of actions that could be uh, actioned off of the uh, analysis you're doing on the analytics platform. I think you've certainly seen um, more of a trend towards credential-based threats. Right, uh, a few years ago, everybody was talking about APTs. Um, APTs are still important, and, and malware is still important, and very often that's the entry point into the organization. Uh, Compromise of credentials uh, is a lot more dangerous because, A, it's a lot, a lot harder to detect, and, B, you can do a lot more damage uh, when you've compromised credentials that have access to really important data. Right? And, and you're seeing that access. You see, you see it in the, uh, in the SWIFT, uh, SWIFT heist uh, recently. You've seen it in many other heists where Target 
uh, you, you pick your uh, you pick your heist, right? No matter how they got into the organization, ultimately they got somebody's they got somebody's credentials, and, and then they bounced around the organization, either either changing transactions in the case of Swift, stealing data in the, in the case of Target, um, or, or, or Wendy's, or you know, again uh, many other examples. But uh, I think being able to protect and, and monitor the, those uh, those credentials as well as the transactions that go along with them is something we've been told by many of our financial services clients is that. The insider threats we find are great, um, and, and they're and they're valid. But very often, it's the tip of the iceberg. When they start investigating those people on the cyber side, they find on the financial side they've done a, a lot worse um, as well. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, important to connect those dots between fraud and between uh, cyber. Dan Cornell is chief technology officer at Denim Group, a software security company. It's interesting. Uh, you know, I'm coming off of recently being at the OWASP AppSec EU conference in Rome, and what is interesting is that what what I haven't seen here on the pure security side and the perception of application security. I think that the security practitioners, uh, or at least in the black hat crowd, are still viewing application security very much in the bug finding mode. Let's you know we've got this scanner, we've got that scanner, we've got services that do testing, um, and so we haven't actually seen a lot of change there. And I would contrast that with some of the things I saw at OWASP AppSec EU, which are still security practitioners but centered around applications. And the really interesting things that came out of that conference was really that the teams, the app security teams that are successful are the ones that are reaching out to development groups and that are focused on putting tools in the hands of developers um, and are focused on how do we actually drive these vulnerabilities through to remediation. And I think that message or that view into how people are making progress, I don't know that that's percolated over to the black hat crowd, of which there are certainly application security practitioners, but ones that come more out of the pure security or network and infrastructure space. And so that that's an interesting contrast that I've seen is I, I don't know that that message has made it over here, whereas in the OWASP side of things, um, we have seen, or you know, I have seen a lot more progress where people are talking a lot more about how do you get security into development developers, continuous integration, continuous deployment pipelines. How do we get champions, security champions on the development teams so that we have someone to talk to when we find this stuff? So I think the pro the programs that are really making progress are the ones that are adopting that type of view. And it's interesting to me that I just haven't seen a lot of that communicated here yet. And so what that tells me is there are certain segments of the industry. Uh, and, and when I talk about industry, I talk about people, practitioners of application security and companies that are engaging in application security programs. Um, I see certain corners where they the light has come on and they're starting to make that progress. Um, I haven't, again, haven't seen that as much here yet, but I think uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's something uh, that comes through more next year. John Dixon is a principal at Denim Group. There's a broader realization now that most security teams are are still ill-equipped to deal with software security. Uh, so the problem is, is most CISOs have a network security background. Most security people have network security backgrounds, me, myself included. But virtually every organization out there has a issue around security owning the software risk component. Software risk, the that function still doesn't live in the dev teams. So you have the security guys with that background that is that puts them in a position where they're ill-equipped to really force that, let alone encourage. And there's five of them, 
So if you look at a security team, virtually every major AppSec team out there in the Fortune 500 has anywhere from one or two to 10 people on it versus the dev teams that have 2,000. If you go to any financial institution, they've got 12, or they've got seven or five AppSec people. The guys that measure the risk of software against 70 different dev teams and 3,000 developers. So there is a, I think, a more acute awareness of that business problem and how does, you know, how do you do that with frameworks, with, you know, training, all those different things. And that's, so that's kind of what, where we're, one of the affirmations and one of the confirmations we've heard here is that it's like, still a problem. The one trend I would also say uh, from a security standpoint is how does, one, how does an organization deal with DevOps and, you know, agile and, and, and we're seeing this come to the security team or to the software risk people, not from the IT group, but from the business itself of like, we got to go a million miles an hour. And we're saying, wait a second, we haven't figured this out. We haven't solved this problem yet. You're wanting me to go faster. So I think that's kind of a theme in our heads and a, and a trend that we're trying to figure out with others is like, how are you dealing with it? It's very driven off of culture, very driven, driven off of the business vertical. If you're Netflix or Etsy or one of the you know entertainment companies, you probably can have a set of activities and practices. If you are Bank of America, that may play less well there. You know, so you know. Here's the other one: What do examiners do? Like you're like, oh yeah, we don't do any of those requirements, any of stuff like it. We just put in production and then tear it down if it's you know, like that. That doesn't work with the FFIEC or OCC examiners who are all like in their 20s and know virtually nothing about any of this stuff it's just like well it says here you're supposed to do this gateway check and like what you know like what yeah so do doing devops and cicd and agile and all that stuff in regulated worlds is gonna there's gonna be a class of culture clash of cultures that we have yet to encounter <laughs> ryan hoheimer is chief technology officer of champion technology whose Darklight product they describe as a next generation cybersecurity automation and orchestration platform Big trends that we're seeing is uh, the the sophistication of the CISOs in in the world, right? I mean, they've uh, the private sector and government sector has been hit pretty hard recently. You know, we've we've had lots of compromises, we've had lots of uh, of issues over the last couple of years. Fortunately, you know, corporate America, government America, there's we're stepping the game up. We're we're becoming more sophisticated in our defenses. We're, we're, we're definitely facing a strong, creative adversarial groups. We know that. But I'm, I'm seeing a trend where people are, are they're stepping up, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're stepping up to the plate. Casey Corcoran is with 4V Systems, where they specialize in quantifying risk and assessing defense effectiveness. The ability to hide behind technology doesn't exist anymore. It has become a, a business management function to manage cyber risk as a business risk. So that, I think that is probably the most profound change in the face of exponentially changing surface area in your company and more and more data being created. The threat's becoming more sophisticated and there being now a, an ability for the regulators to reach through to the board members and to the executives and hold them accountable for the protections they're putting in, in place over privacy and security for their organizations, I think is driving the entire industry towards managing cybersecurity as a business risk versus as a technology risk. Derek Gabbard is president of 4V Systems. 
I think there's some fatigue, some product fatigue in a lot of organizations. You know, they've bought a lot of things and they're trying to, to do the best they can with those and there's constant stream of new, slightly different, sometimes very different applications that are hitting the market. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of movement, you've seen it in some of the analyst reports, toward more um, centralized service offerings in the, on the managed security services side and, and, um, and there's even new, new quadrants being covered by Gartners and the like. Um, that are really around delivering some of these old core enterprise functionalities as a an outsourced service. Because the other the uh, the other moving part in all this is we have two million, if you believe some folks, a two million person gap in in uh, trained and capable security operations professionals it, just in the U.S. And we're not going to be able to get there to catch up to where we need and stay ahead of it uh, with having to to first overcome that two million person gap. So there's a ton of, ton of, uh, of good things that happen as you consolidate and, and uh, get economies of scale on the managed security service side. And I, I think we're seeing a lot of customers start to adopt that, which is encouraging because it allows for bringing a lot of talent together and having a big impact across a lot of organizations. The combination and compilation of of complementary technologies into blended offerings, blended managed offerings, is going to go through the roof soon. Uh, and there will be winners and losers in that. If you are part of a, uh, if you're a small product company and you get put in the right, you know, with the right partners in that kind of a framework, I think that you, the sky's the limit. I think if, if you're out uh, trying to sell directly to each individual enterprise and get them to want a new product and to care and feed for a new product and to staff for a new product and all that. It's a tough time for that right now. AJ Shipley is Vice President of Product Management at Looking Glass Cyber Solutions, where they offer threat intelligence-driven cybersecurity products. Rapidity, right? The, the, the rate of how the adversaries are changing their tactics mm -hmm. um, continues to increase. Um, I think that you know, the good guys, if you will, who are playing defense against those tactics uh, continue to struggle with just how quickly the bad guys are able to adapt their tactics. Um, the number of breach packages that show up in underground forums, so just to give you a perspective, um, we have gone from roughly a hundred uh, hundred million unique um, username and password combinations that we've been able to curate from different breach packages and you know being traded in the dark web and in, in underground forums to just over um, a billion records in the course of a year right so that's a billion unique usernames and passwords that are sitting out there floating around for sale um, that bad guys can use in order to to try to to compromise um, organizations and i think you know if organizations aren't Again, you know, aware of that or even doing business with people who are able to provide that level of visibility, and that's one of the services that we give to our customers, right? Hey, we've noticed that 50 of your employees, you know, usernames and, and passwords have shown up in an underground forum. We'll, we'll alert our customers, they'll go in and change it, and then, you know, we'll go in and, and provide them a whole host of other products and solutions in order to address that. Um, so I think that's that's the big the big trend that I'm noticing is just the sheer volume of breach packages that are available, right, with credentials that can be used to be exploited, and just, again, the, the continuing increase in the rate of change of tactics and techniques and procedures that bad guys are using to target uh, organizations. It seems like this year there's kind of been a pivot towards hunting, and I've asked a couple customers and I've asked a couple analysts about that. You know, hey, 
what do you think about this whole trend around hunting, right? It sounds pretty sexy, right? And they're like, yeah, it sounds sexy. And I'll quote one person said, but hunting is for the 1%, right? Because the fact of the matter is, the rest of us, we, we're just so, we're still so reactive. We don't have time to actually go out there and start hunting and looking for things and being proactive. So while hunting is arguably kind of maybe one of the trend terms this year at the conference, and it's real sexy, it's kind of interesting to, to hear both analysts and, and large customers say, yeah, it's, it's fancy, but, but at the end of the day, I need you to help me solve a problem that I'm dealing with today, which is I don't have enough people to do the job, and I need you to help me make those people more efficient, reactively dealing with the threats that are targeting our organization, not help them go better hunt new threats. That's A.J. Shipley from Looking Glass Cyber Solutions. Our thanks to all of our experts for taking time from their busy schedules at Black Hat to talk with the CyberWire, to our sponsors for making this show possible, and to you for listening. If you enjoy our show, we hope you'll help spread the word and leave a review or rating on iTunes. It's the easiest way you can help us grow our audience. To subscribe to our daily podcast or news brief, visit thecyberwire.com. The CyberWire is produced by Pratt Street Media. Our editor is John Petrick. Social media editor is Jennifer Iben. Technical editor is Chris Russell. Executive editor and junior interviewer is Peter Kilpie. And I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hi, everybody. It's Maria Varmazas here your host over at T-Minus Space Daily, and sometimes a guest on Hacking Humans, too. We here at N2K CyberWire work hard to bring you concise, intelligence-driven news and commentary, and we'd like to know how we're doing. Please take a few minutes to complete our audience survey and share your feedback to help us continue to grow and meet your needs. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey to get started. Thanks so much for your input as we reach for the stars. It means the universe to us. Struggling to secure on-prem apps with modern identity? Don't worry, you're not alone. Join industry leaders from Fortune 500 organizations to secure your apps on any cloud with any IDP, regardless of your environment's complexity. Meet Strata's identity orchestration platform, Mavericks. Say goodbye to the headaches of app refactoring and legacy tech debt. With identity orchestration, you can modernize legacy apps to use MFA or passwordless authentication in a few weeks, migrate from one IDP to another, and so much more without changing the app. No matter your IAM use case, Strata extends the value of your current identity investments. And the best part? You can try it for free today. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire to share your biggest identity challenge, and they'll hook you up with a complimentary pair of AirPods Pro. Don't miss out. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire. That's strata.io slash cyberwire.